A lot of kids say that when they grow up, they want to be a doctor, like Mary Hewitt. I wrote about it when I was in kindergarten or first grade, but I misspelled the word doctor. But Mary Hewitt, she felt it deep down, and she actually grew up to be a doctor. She's got a family practice outside of Houston. Uh, take care of everything from colds to heart attacks, so... She always just wanted to help people, and at first, she thought medicine would be the best way to do that. I was a full-on believer that if you took a pill and you followed the doctor's directions, you got better. But her patients didn't just get better, not all the way. And Mary began to feel dissatisfied, restless. Her power to heal as a doctor was limited, and medicine seemed more like a business than an act of compassion. You can treat the diabetes, you can treat the hypertension, but there's a whole other layer, and that was very disheartening to me. I guess I I expected to feel like I helped people more, or like I made a difference more for them. She was treating symptoms, but not healing anyone. Eventually, she became so frustrated with medicine's limitations that a restlessness began to take over her body and her mind. She felt like she was losing it. I felt raw, dipped in alcohol. I felt like I was falling apart. She just wanted to leave everything, her work, her town, her life. She wanted out. And then one day, something curious happened with the patient. I was asked to take care of this man who was dying of lung cancer. I had gone in and spent a lot of time with him and a lot of time with his sons and his um, his wife and kind of reached a, an agreement with them about how we were going to help him because he was in excruciating pain. And so I remember finally getting him comfortable and I remember coming home thinking, something's not right. I think he died. Surely I wouldn't just know that. I turned the car around and I I looped back to his neighborhood and as I pulled up in front of the house, I got a phone call from his son to say, hey doc, I think dad just died. And so my response was, open the front door, I'm here. He said, I beg your pardon? I said, open the front door. I'm here. And this happened to Mary over and over again. When one of her patients died, she would somehow just know. And all the science she had spent so long carefully learning couldn't explain what was happening. I felt so uncomfortable and knowing when they died or having dreams about things that happened to them that I couldn't, I just couldn't, I couldn't make it make sense for me. And I tried changing my beliefs. I went from one church to another church. She talked to close friends and co-workers and therapists, but nothing helped. And in her search for answers, she went online. I did a uh, Yahoo search, and I, uh, I used a search term, I think it was shamanism and healing or shamanism. I was just curious about what I would find, and so I'm flipping through these websites, and I run across this website for a guy in Colorado named Roger Laborde. So I sent him an email. I'm curious about what you do. I'm curious. So Roger Laborde, a shaman from the Red Elk family on the Fort Peck Indian Reservation, wrote back. He asked Mary what she wanted to know. I wrestled with what question do I ask this man. So I thought, well, what the hell? I asked him if I was a shaman. And Roger said, No. If, if a person is asking, then the answer is no. But Roger and Mary began an email correspondence, and he told her to be open to possibilities. 
I decided to go for a walk and, and it was be open to the possibilities. It was like a chant over and over in my mind, be open to all the possibilities, open to all the possibilities. I'm walking around the neighborhood. It's very hot. It's an August day. As I turn the corner on the end of my street toward the east, I see these clouds and I'm thinking they look like they're boiling. And all of a sudden I see this lightning. Everything goes white, just bright, bright. And I remember thinking, gosh, where am I? Am I still on the ground or what's happening here? Mary didn't realize it yet, but she had been struck by lightning. She was disoriented and confused, almost childlike. So she just kept walking. So I continue walking probably another quarter of a mile. And then I see the same effect again, the strobe of lightning and the flash. She was struck by lightning a second time. But again, she had no idea what had happened. She just felt her body overheating, so she turned around and walked home. I go straight to the refrigerator, get two glasses of ice water. I go into the shower, I turn the water on, and the water on cold felt so hot to me it was unbearable. And I pour the ice water over my head. I realized that I had been struck by lightnings twice, really got it when I woke up with my eyes on fire. I couldn't deny it any longer. Mary went to the eye doctor, who confirmed that her eyes had been burned. A few hours later, burn marks appeared on her arms and her upper body. She wrote to Roger Laborde, who told her that getting struck by lightning is widely considered to be the call of the shaman. A person who's been struck by lightning is considered to be a special type of shaman. She didn't have to ask again. She knew. She took to her new calling carefully, under the close mentorship of Roger. She's still a medical doctor, but now she uses spiritual healing as part of her practice. The first experience that I had was meditating at the bedside of a lady who had terminal breast cancer. And um, she was terrified of dying. And she had this restlessness about her. She had just hung on and hung on and hung on in this coma and on dosages of drugs I'd never seen before. I did not know what to do to help her further. I went one evening about 6 o'clock, and I sat at the bedside with the lights off, and I started to to meditate, just asked for help for her. And I started to feel this pain in my pelvis, and I was like, golly, what is that? And at some point, I, I realized that this wasn't mine, that it was hers. And I think that her Foley catheter was causing her terrible pain. She was extremely restless and writhing around the bed and pulling on everything. And so after we took the Foley catheter out, she stopped doing that. Finally, Mary was able to accept that her life would never be the same. The simplest answer is that um, I have compassion for people. Please understand, Snap Judgment does not recommend walking about in lightning storms. It probably won't make you a shaman like Dr. Hewitt, so do not try it. But to find out more about Dr. Hewitt, check out our website, snapjudgment.org. That story was produced by Anna Sussman and Renzo Gorio. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.